0: You give emptiness to emptiness, take me away.
1: Absolute cannot be known. It just cannot be known. And the knower of the Absolute does not exist.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Does not exist absolutely. The knower of the Absolute does not exist absolutely. but is caused, somehow, by the Absolute, which is not causing anything deliberately. Yet, no other cause can be pointed out. No other source can be hinted at. So even to talk about the Absolute requires the manifest. Consciousness. (laughs) Consciousness. <laughs> and who is talking about the Absolute? Its own, its own creativity, which it creates to reflect upon itself and to appear as the discoverer of itself, which ultimately doesn't exist. It's from this standpoint that we say the relative does not exist, but the relative is necessary in order to know what does exist. <laughs> because what exists doesn't know it exists. It has to somehow create a knower of its existence, which is illusory, but is necessary for the taste of experiencing, and for qualifying that what is, is. But what is does not cannot in fact say it is. It can only say it is by producing the reflective consciousness, which is the only way it can say I am. Otherwise it cannot say I am. Then this I am is necessary because without the I am there is nothing at all. So this is not something that you can take your mind to and somehow and satisfy satisfy yourself really
0: the I, am, the I am is like the tongue of the being
1: yes the tongue and the mind of the being the tongue and the mind of the and the being of the being
0: mm.
1: yeah, this kind of knowledge can only take you into space or leave you a space. cannot take you into space, because even space requires you to notice it. Who is going to understand these things now? The classroom gets smaller and smaller. Unless consciousness reflects upon itself, everything else it does is a waste of time. It is just like pouring money down the drain. Because we invest so much energy to produce what we cannot keep. Because even the thing we produce it for cannot be kept. The instrument that is needed to enjoy the fruits of our labour, even that is impermanent. And who are we who must labor like that? And there even comes a time when even labor is conceptual, actually, because who is laboring? Everything is happening because the consciousness wills it so, somehow. So who is the laborer? The labor is another scam of consciousness that keeps putting on these masks, appearing to be something that it doesn't that doesn't exist. This is how to how to put how to put it. And yet it is all we know. Well it's not all we know, it's mostly what we know. In the field of the knowable. That's all you can know. To learn about the the elements and their combination, for me, is very trivial knowledge. Just to learn about the elements and their combination, and their, their, um, the, the possibility of their, of their combinations. I don't know. It is, I don't know what it is. It's very superficial knowledge. And this is what is taught in the university of the human kingdom, the study of phenomenal knowledge. But the study of the subject of that phenomenal knowledge—nobody, where in which university? The best you can call it, they call it philosophy. But the philosopher doesn't know who the philosopher is; hasn't discovered yet. Because <laughs> isn't just life is the university, life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Life is—you uh, can say—can it can be the university. Because it can also be the temple. Yes. Mm-hmm. It can also be the house of nothing. <laughs> it's not fixed. Everything that you see and perceive, depending upon the concepts you apply to it. Is it healthy to reflect on things in this way? Of course, it must be the most healthy thing, because it is kind of cleaning out, combing out the dandruff, out of the hair of being. It has to do it, because until then, we are molested by our own conceptual garbage, thinking it to be something. We are putting our garbage on the table. We
0: wearing
1: it. <laughs> eh? Wearing it. Wearing it, eating it also. Why I say life? Because I can see like um, speaking to my son last night he's applying for university to learn something in there. Mm. At the same time his relationship is breaking down and I can see the breaking down of the relationship is the biggest lesson he's learning at this moment mm. in the life. And so if you can't have a place to reflect on yourself, mm. consciousness to reflect on itself. If you haven't made time in your life for this, it will find the time outside the life to do it. you understand? Totally. Everybody needs a grenade now and again. (laughs) (laughs) A grenade for breakfast. Here's one. As soon as you scratch beneath the surface a little bit, and you look into the domain of what is researchable, what is appealing to the human consciousness to research, and you have an intuitive glance at it, you are so devastated, so frustrated by the enormity of what is there, knowing that you cannot come to the end of that research. And in the end, after all the thousands of years of research, you're gonna to have to give it up, <laughs> because freedom will not be there. At least, you know, to experience that crushing disappointment is the beginning of setting your mind free.
0: Mm.
1: As long as we have aspirations in the transient, what, uh, what, what is gonna become of you? What is all your? That's why I say pouring your money down the drain. What is the money here? Your vital force, your attention, your conceptual currency, everything Donald down the drain. If you study everything and you don't study yourself, if you don't know who the studier is, you missed a turn somewhere and off you go. Bye-bye. I don't know if it's next life or next month or whatever come into the, the field of field of time.
0: Mm. when you said um, that consciousness wills itself. So my experience is that when you said that, I kind of something picked up inside me like a thorn because it doesn't quite match up with what am, Or I want to want some clarification with that. Because my experience is that um, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't understand how consciousness builds itself. Mm. Um, What is the
1: context of my expression? What was the context in which that was said?
0: um, Well, the other day you said, you know, God says, "Let there be light," and there is light. Mm. So I'm taking it in the same kind of. Mm. So rather than me, this contracted being trying to do something Mm. or trying to. You know, say hello to you and, and failing because you know I just kind of the other day when you came and said how are you, you know I couldn't I just <laughs> big contraction I couldn't even mm. talk to you you know mm. which is so that's coming from this contracted being mm. but you said you know let we listened to a sad song the other night and you were saying let God live your life, mm. you know, let God do your reasoning uh, and uh, let God do your percep- do your uh, reasoning and your perception. Let God live your life. Yes. So in that, so I'm trying to. I, uh, I want
1: to. You want to understand that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want
0: to clarify that. Yeah,
1: you. it's a. There's a bit of poetry in what I said there. A little bit, because the unreality is you. depending on where you want to place yourself if you place yourself as a person then that those words may come in useful for now to say let god live you live your life you make your plans whatever it is it is just something in speaking to the consciousness that has adopted personality as its seat and a whole series of romantic techniques have to be applied to that one <laughs> to kind of wake it up Back into its unit, unity or unicity with beingness. So when we talk, we have to speak like this: let uh, let God let God be your secretary, let God plan your arrangements. You see, uh, up at a certain point, uh, everything I can throw out. When you've used it, when you've understood it in the correct context of what is being said, because ultimately I'm not going to be saying there is you and God, actually. But yet, there can be another point I can refer to you at, out of that paradigm completely. If I am speaking to you as the Absolute, but as yet I am not found so many people that I can speak to them as the Absolute, because their consciousness is not yet sufficiently mature to grasp that in the heart. They may grasp it in the head, like they understand, Yes, but I am the Absolute. But in their behaviour, in the expression, which is the way in which the consciousness testifies that it is thorough in its understanding, it will betray that they have not understood it.
0: This is my experience. Yes. Even though mm. I, um, I understand that maybe also sometimes I feel the beingness, mm. but my experience when I actually act and live in the world doesn't match up to that reality. There's still lack. It's still not.
1: All of this confusion comes because of the sense of you, of what you consider to be yourself. When you speak "I," it has still got so much uh, noise, so much duality is still pervading the "I," the "I" feeling. You know? So of course there's going to be confusion. Mm? Uh, of course there's going to be unclarity. All of this is going to be there still. I
0: want God to live my life, you know. I want
1: God to do my reasoning. Yeah, but really and truly, ultimately, God doesn't acknowledge you. (laughs) (laughs) In one way, I can say this, you know, if you can hear it. Because who insists that there is you and God, in a way? I can't have this conversation in many places, but I'm speaking now. And in some places, I, I would not be able to speak like this. But here I'm taking the risk somehow mm-hmm. it's a it's a It's a supported risk to say like that, because ultimately this duality about you and God will have to merge or somehow it has to vanish because uh, i I don't feel God wants to sustain this deal of you and God. In the relative play, in the relative play of life, it will feel like this because we have adopted we as consciousness have adopted this identity of being a person who necessarily is a dualistic functioning entity. It has to work between this and that and you and me and heaven and earth and right and wrong and good and bad and yesterday and tomorrow and past and present and you know, heavens and demons and all of these things. Which is fine because it is also the production of consciousness that to create this. Most of the most sophisticated discussions in the world happen because of ignorance. As you come into the into the field of truth, your conversations can be beautifully simple. Most conversations that seems you know philosophically deep are only because they are philosophically stupid basically and are full of concepts and a lot of mental strangeness why we have to go through all these things and of course the consciousness can go through those veins and untangle their clutteredness. it can do it. The thing is that sometimes the people who are uh, entangled in these conceptual complexities, Feel that they have high developed consciousness. But the consciousness in its highest expression is empty of concepts. And it is ab- absolutely simple. Even simple is not even true because it's more innocent than simple. It simply is. You see. And this is why often I try to discourage people from having too much notions about themselves. Or discourage them from uh, talking too much about spirituality, because soon after a few after a few sentences, everything starts to come out into kind of lies and projections, and because it is, what are we aiming at? Where where are you hoping to discover ultimately? That would be my question. What are you open to discover? What are you hoping to find? If it is today, and you have to put your bet down now. You know, what do you want to find in your heart? If today you must place your bet, today you must place your request, today you must place your prayer, today they may be answered, what is it that you want? Uh, What is it that you want? Are you clear?
0: For me, I think the question where it's coming from is my assumption is that actually when God lives my life, as in your case, Life is lived more skillfully. Hmm. The ability is more
1: skillful. Yeah. So, A God you know, doesn't need skill.
0: But <laughs> so you're able to help
1: lots of people around you. You know, it's that. the essential thing is that one self is. This is the essential thing that you discover uh, your true nature. About helping and changing and stuff like that—that that is not the priority. That is not. That is just somehow maybe the consequence of that understanding. Can pour out like that. You see. Even many people come, and uh, the less of them, the the weakest of them, are those who. Because many people come to Satsang. Some people come because they definitely just want to turn into gurus. That's what they want. They want to be a guru. And they miss the opportunity of really recognition because their mind is aimed at, say, wanting to be a teacher, say, for instance. So they miss it. They miss it. Another one comes and just is here and just melts away, vanishes into their own introspection. And uh, what can be said about them? They, are, they lose their name and their shape in terms of the world of limitation, and somehow only, only that is there. So, the way that you perceive, say, even when you speak about myself, like you know, you don't want to develop that skill or something. we can use that type of term about skill, and uh, you 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 know, God is living my life, and so, on. like I say, it was a poetic expression actually, because when I hear the terms "God is living my life," I'm thinking, about well, who am who is me? You know, like my life. I give no, no. Let's 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 push it. Let's push it out. Push the boat out. Like I offer my life to God. Say, for instance, because people speak like that. i say, but who are you? <laughs> now, just no cynicism. Just a really honest question. Who are you to do that? <coughs> who is offering? And then I sincerely ask, and I would love to see the people just. Maybe close your eyes and just check in and see who you're talking about. Who is this person who will do it? Who is the one who is doing this? Can it actually be found? Can it actually be identified and introduced? The one who will do this thing. I I give my life to God. You say, okay, fine. The statement I understand. But the one who will doing this, can you just just introduce this one who is doing it? This for me is a very very powerful question. you see so that I get clear whether you're speaking from the position of an assumption because my feeling is that so far the way in which it's been heard is from the perspective of an assumption that I I is an assumption. the I which is this person me say okay this person can you introduce the person? And it sometimes can feel like a shock for people. Because no one has ever questioned your person. In this world, the person is accepted as a fact. And nobody, no politician, no queen, no dustman, no husband, no wife, no child, question, Who am I? We just present it as the one that I have been educated or conditioned to be. This is my father. Look, this is my passport. I'm legit. This is my passport picture. Look. The birth certificate. We are producing the so-called evidence of our bodily existence as a reference point for who we are. And I say, But that's not you. That's you. He even says, It's my body. So who is this my? So this question is not so much, I want the answer, answer, answer. I'd like to invite the question to have a bit of space to somehow reveal because almost the answer is in the question. Give the question a bit of space, to see what is, what, is its, what kind of search is it creating inside here, inside this body or this being. When this question is allowed, when this question is asked, please introduce the one when you say, I want God to live my life. Then I say, who, who are you? Just no cynicism. I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm asking the question. Who are you? It says, "My life," because it seems innocent enough, and this is why, for the most part, it has never been questioned. Because it's just like everybody thinks they understand the question. Who are you? I'm John Brown. No, James? No, not not James. John. I said we're yeah, okay. What? Who is John? And because we don't go beyond this this kind of It's like, like if he's that confrontation, but it's the kindest question you're being asked. And because nobody asks you, nobody asks you when you go for a job, nobody asks you when you're going to go to get married. Do you take George to be your husband? Yes. uh, But actually, George, who are you? Nobody asks this. We just assume. I am Jane. This is George. And you don't need anything further to get married, to get a job, to build a house. To go to the moon, you don't need anything further. But here, something is asking, "Who are you?" Exactly. Can it be found? And sometimes it takes a while for this, just, just what the question is, to seep into your consciousness. Either something rejects it straight away, like "Whoa." This kind of feel a bit of nausea here. Or, you know, what are you asking? Of course, I am me. What kind of question is that? So, I am looking for one in whom the answer or the response to this question stirs up or arises inside your heart. Because if it is found, a lot of your other questions are going to vanish. Only you discover who you are, not who you assume to be. If you assume yourself to be a certain thing, your questions may continue sprouting more and more questions that seem to be important. Is anyone here willing to take the risk of really finding and discovering their true Self? Not another Self, not somewhere else, just right in there, in the core of even this body. There was, very often we are asking questions, and the questions have no power at all. They are just kind of random questions, or some arbitrary questions, some questions about domestic things, or a domestic kind of identity, or something like this. But I want to find a question that is going to put an end to you. Then <laughs> you might think, My God, what is he talking about? Put an end. I didn't come here to be ended.
0: I did. <laughs> I, I kind
1: of came here to to grow and to discover and to be enlightened. I don't come here to be finished. <laughs> so I can change the way of putting that into an, into a kinder sounding way. <laughs> but it is that the the whole standpoint on which much much of our questioning, much of our. Mm, Assumptions are based, is very flimsy. The, 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 the person you take yourself to be. Why well, I can speak with, to, with, to you like this? Because I know the power, the beauty, the perfection of the consciousness that really is, and which seems to be really discovering itself to a fuller potential. It's, it, this is this this is why it, this is the mystery. In fact, how can something that is so beautiful, so powerful—not powerful in an aggressive way—it has that power too, if it needs to be. But it's not powerful in that way. It's powerful in its innocence, in its purity, in its beauty, in, in, in its love, in its all-encompassingness. How can it be so missed? This is the, the, the paradox, the mystery.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what's been happening <coughs> lately is it's very easy for me to trace back and see that there's nothing. Mm. That I'm not any. I can go into the nothing, but I don't go beyond that. It becomes just a very.
1: Well, but beyond nothing is what?
0: Nothing. <laughs> well, this nothing might not be the nothing.
1: Yeah, I think it's a wrong nothing.
0: <coughs>
1: we have disk- yeah. yeah, it but must be. A, but yeah. It's
0: a clear understanding that every time I speak, I imagine I'm distracted and then I go, I, I trace it back and mm. there's nothing
1: there. Yes, what, what, to- what discovers that? <coughs> Slow down. What discovers that there's nothing there? With what identity are you discovering that there's nothing when I trace it back? I find there is nothing there. And you who find there is nothing there, is what? You Don't give me just a mental or a verbal response to that. Really, evidently, you exist as something to say, I found nothing there. It's leads me back to nothing. But I can't go beyond nothing. So what is the present nothing that you've discovered that you want to go beyond?
0: Not necessarily beyond but staying there, very quickly. Mm. Very quickly. Yeah,
1: what would you be to stay there? No. Nothing. No. Yes. Well, when two nothings meet. Nothing happens. <laughs> yes, nothing happens. No? If you are nothing, you discover nothing. The conclusion is what? <laughs> I'm not wanting to be clever here, because I really want you to see it, because I sense that there is some (coughs) earnestness and authenticity in that searching, but we have to clarify something. Hmm? That is not merely conceptual, or intellectual, or theoretical. So as you are speaking, you must be very present with what you are speaking, that your words have a certain shape to them, but where the words come from, where the presence is, uh, it stays shapeless. I go back, when I, tra- I trace the I or the concept back to its source, nothing is there. How can I move beyond this nothing, or how can I stay there? Then who is asking the question? Who is the witness of nothing? is the witness of nothing something as our egoic idea identity followed through followed us behind follow or is there conducting the inquiry can the ego survive the inquiry
0: becomes an observer observer is something
1: yeah but then what would observe that if the observer is something what observes this you know we don't have to if we are, if we have genuinely come to this place in our introspection we are running out of gas we're running out of questions now and the only way we can really run out of questions if, if you are authentically right where your words are. So when your words or your answers and yourself are the same thing, then I don't think we have much more to go, any distance to go.
0: Hmm. I have a question about the observer. Um, sometimes I feel as if I need an observer, hmm. because um, it's very easy, especially when my eyes are closed. There's a sense of me like going with thoughts, hmm. and it's almost as if there needs to be some alertness, some observer there, so that I don't get pulled into it. Um, or even, even when my eyes are open, and it's like sometimes the same thing happens.
1: Right. If there was nobody else around, nobody else to talk to, yeah. would this knowledge not be known? I mean, you don't need anybody else to, to talk to about that. Where is this thing taking place? Isn't it somehow in your consciousness that you' are aware of this mm. that is the observer if there was no one else to reflect back about this understanding, you know it would not be known in any other instrument, but in the instrument of this body and mind and the consciousness, it is known somehow that uh, an observer is needed here, but something is already there in which that is already observed. you see so that uh, the word we're using now, observer, is this observer that observes even the observer, any observer, is that an entity? Does it does it have proportion or design, or is it a woman? Is it American? Is it this? Is it that? Because all those are observables. So that ultimate observing place, is there an entity behind the observing? Who is observing everything? Because our conditioning already planted supplanted some idea inside that there's I am there. They say, but you as who or as what is there? Isn't this I am there also a sensation that is also perceived? I am I, aware that if you're not accustomed to this type of questioning, it can just feel like wow, that is just so far out, so mental or so intellectual. But actually it is so beautiful, it's simple actually. This is what my point is it. Why? Because it's not multiplying concepts here. It's completely cutting their juice altogether. Mm. To come back to that substratum, that that base, which is not concept built. It just is there. It's always it's your most truthful place. You see and the rest is just the bubbles coming up in the ocean. See if you can keep one of those bubbles. Everything is like that. Falling in love with a cloud. How long will your relationship last? Catching hold of the wind. Okay. There is a season, there is time. There are some things in the realm of time we, we will enjoy. But you cannot enjoy it as a fixed thing. It's keep on changing. And even if it doesn't change, you enjoy It is also changing. So Everything is flowing like an ocean of verbs, and that is observed somehow. Don't make your goal something in the mm, transient world. Because nothing you can keep there. In fact, every night sleep removes everything, wipes the slate clean. But some things have been saved, and they will sprout again in the morning time. They will come again, and this is fine. Please understand that we are not speaking against life or the common life we call existence, because uh, nothing is wrong with it actually, in itself. If there is a right and wrong those are taking place inside your head box. Your perceiving instrument will determine the the rightness or wrongness of the thing that you see. But there is no inherent wrong or right in any object. It just is. But the relationship we create with it, and who we are inside that relationship, will either give a taste of something sweet or something bitter. And then we tend to feel that the thing is that. But the thing is not that. It is Your relationship to the thing is that. I don't know if this is helpful to speak like that. Why to speak like that? Uh, to show that we put a tremendous amount of faith and trust and loyalty in the transient. And nothing wrong. Sometimes we are afraid that life should change, because you you fall in love with something, or desire something, or you you, you get something that you want to keep, and for a while we have the sense of keeping it right? for a while. But uh, if it comes to the extent where we are afraid of change. Which is natural to the realm of relativity, that things are changing, including the one who doesn't want to, things change is also compelled to change. But there is something inmostly, which is beyond the waves of change. The goal here is to recognize that, and to find it as your, your truest being. You give nothingness to nothingness take me away until only i
0: am. you give
1: emptiness to emptiness take me away
0: Still on the earth.